This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that tackles issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today we're talking about the unique needs of veterans. Reverend Jody Deal is a spiritual care specialist at MidMichigan Health who works alongside hospice patients and their families. As a veteran herself, Reverend Deal is an advocate for veteran patients and oversees the We Honor Vet program, which addresses the unique needs of veteran patients who are facing end of life. First of all, thank you for your service and tell us where you served. I joined the military when I was a sophomore in high school and they had the delayed entry program and I was in the army uh, for five years. Started out as a medic and worked my way up into nursing and uh, got out after five years and then went back to school and became a chaplain. Were you deployed? No, I stayed all here in the United States. And so now what is your day-to-day responsibilities? My primary responsibilities within MidMichigan Health is the spiritual care aspect. Mm -hmm. And so patients that are on hospice and their families, I am there for their spiritual needs and quite often for the family members as well because there's a lot of dynamics that are going on, as Mm -hmm. you know, at end of life. Mm -hmm. But secondary is also advocating for veterans, for those veterans that are on palliative care and hospice care. And you maintain that veterans are a unique population. How so? Well, they're a unique population because one in four people that die are veterans. So that's 25% of the population that are dying right now are veterans. So number one, that's something to pay attention to. Also, they hold life experiences that are unique that the other 75% of us don't experience. They left their families at one point in their life. They voluntarily left or they were drafted maybe against their wishes. Mm -hmm. They missed out on life's gateway experiences, babies being born, parents dying, not being able to be there for those funerals. They were in combat, many of them were in combat. And if you're in combat and you've taken someone's life, Mm -hmm. even though it may have been justified, when you're facing end of life, that can come and haunt you. Mm. And often they are just completely wired differently. So what's the value in taking time to identify veteran patients who are in need of hospice care. Why do we do that? Well, number one, as an organization, if we realize that 25% of those that are facing end of life are veterans, that's a pretty big chunk. Um, And so the more that I get into this, the more I am convinced that we need to be attuned to their needs. And it's from every discipline from the top down, from the social workers. The social workers, they can, once they find out that there is a veteran that they're working with, they can help that patient find the benefits they need through the VA. They can connect them with all the different community resources that are available through the VCAT, which is the Veterans Community Action Teams that are in every county. The social worker can make sure that their services continue on as things change in their life without interruption. The RN, if she knows that the patient is a veteran, this can be helpful in many areas. They can watch for high pain tolerance. They can look for stoicism. Many veterans are very stoic. They were taught to be. Mm-hmm. You know, We were taught to deny self and give for others. And so there's this mindset there that, well, I really don't need any more pain medication. I'll be just fine. And if an RN realizes when they're coming to, into the room and factor these things in, then they can maybe have conversations with the patient. Like, you know, we understand that you were a soldier and that perhaps you fought in the veteran war and we want you to know that it's okay now. It's okay to accept pain medication. It's, we don't want you to feel like you have to push through this. And so there are many areas that the RN can tap into 
quite often we're dealing with PTSD, something that wasn't really officially diagnosed in World War II, but, you know, after Vietnam and But we called it shell-shocked. Right, exactly. And it was supposed to be something you got over quickly and got back to work. Correct. And that was never the case. And it was a fallacy. Mm -hmm. As that continued to grow, the VA realized that, you know, this needs more attention. And so PTSD is a real thing, and we see it come up at end of life like never before. You know, when we're all facing end of life, we're all facing our own demons at different times. And so for a veteran, you know, they're now having to reconcile that they took someone's life, perhaps. And even though, as I said earlier, it may have been justified to reconcile that at the end of life, there's a lot of questions that come up. A lot of unforgiveness of themselves, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of regrets. And we all have them, but with a soldier, with a veteran, it can be very much heightened, especially at the end of life. I find it somewhat easy to understand how you might physically need to deal with a veteran differently because they're stoic, they're tougher, Mm -hmm. they've been taught to push through. But the emotional and the spiritual care, how is that different from the average person? Definitely it's different because, one, they've been taught traditionally to stuff their emotions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in battle, you go beyond the pain. You push beyond what's ever so... It's how they've been wired. We're taught that we come last. Mm -hmm. And so when we're dealing with patients that are veterans, it's giving them the space and the permission to have emotions, to grieve, to have regrets, and to work through those regrets. So as a spiritual care provider, if a patient is working through those regrets and can't even forgive themselves, we will just openly dive into that. So I'm giving them permission to explore that permission to forgive themselves. So it's very much, it's exciting for me Mm -hmm. because one, because I'm a veteran, Mm -hmm. I instantly have favor Mm -hmm. with patients. So I truly enjoy meeting the needs, especially of veterans. What's the We Honor Vet program? The We Honor Vet program was developed because the Veteran Administration and the National Hospice and Palliative Care realized that, hey, 25% of the people that are dying are veterans. We need to pay attention to this. We need to be intentional on reaching them. And so they developed the We Honor Vet program for organizations like ourselves, for the nonprofits, for the hospice programs, for us to take that wheel that they have created and work it within our organization. So our hospice program right now is at level three. There are five levels within the We Honor Vet program. And so we're at level three. And so at each level, there's different involvement, different requirements, and it's a quite lengthy list. And so at the level three currently, we do things like veteran pinnings for our veteran patients. And so that can kind of be a very celebratory time, because if you imagine at the end of life, it seems like everything is crashing in on you. And so we try to create a bit of a celebration and where family members can bring in cake or some will order food in and everyone will gather around the veteran patient and we'll give them an opportunity for the veteran patient maybe to share some stories or some memories. And so there's some interaction that's encouraged at that time. And then either one of our staff, an RN, a social worker, or ultimately a vet will come in because we have veteran volunteers and we'll talk about that in a minute. But the that patient will be pinned 
and we'll make a ceremony out of it. We give them a certificate and often there are many tears and it's very a point of time that the family can, instead of focus on disease and end of life, can focus on celebrating that patient. So within the We Honor Vets program, we do the vet pinning, the ceremonies. We also do ceremonies within the community. We'll go to different facilities, nursing home facilities, and hold ceremonies for all of the vet patients there. Mm-hmm. We'll do this usually around Veterans Day, Memorial Day. We also do celebration ceremonies just at Commission on Aging. So we're constantly reaching out to that vet population because veterans that aren't our patients may eventually be our mm, patients. Right. And so the idea is to connect that personal relationship before they ever come on. The other exciting component of We Honor Vets for me is in the hospice world, we have a base of volunteers that come and meet the needs of our patients. But within that volunteer program, we also have what we call the Vet to Vet Volunteer Program. And this is exciting to me because this is where we have veterans within our communities that come into our program, and their whole goal is to make sure that no veteran dies alone. Mm. And so when we get a veteran patient, our hope, our best goal would be to have a veteran volunteer that comes and meets with the patient perhaps once a week, twice a week, twice a month, whatever it is, just to connect Mm -hmm. like vets only can do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm most passionate about that within the We Honor Vets program. And so we're constantly looking for veteran volunteers. I go to the American Legions, the VFWs, the different veteran service organizations to just continue to work building a bridge so that we can encourage to build that base of volunteers. If you've had a family member or a loved one who is a veteran, you know that there's nobody that's going to connect with them about their experience in the military like another veteran. It doesn't matter the the service. It doesn't matter necessarily the time of service, but there's something about that vet-to-vet connection. It is so true. Mm -hmm. And I'm just a pipsqueak. I'm just a little sergeant in a big army. I've never seen combat. But the minute I come into a room... Tears fall, space is opened, favor, doors are open. And so we do try our best that if we find that there's a patient that's stoic, that's not opening up, and when we're just hitting a wall, it's awesome if we can get a veteran volunteer or one of our veteran staff to come in and hopefully break down some of those walls so that we can totally treat them as a person. And there's also something about veterans' stories that, need to be told not only for the rest of us, but for the veteran themselves. They really need to be heard. That is so true, because as a soldier, we do this thing, you know, whether it was wartime, whether it was peacetime, and and we did this stint, whether it was two, three, five, or 20 years. And then when we get out, it's like there's a disconnect, and nobody else gets it. And what I love about the Vet to Vet program is that we are opening the door for veterans to extend who they are, mm-hmm. to extend that service time. So it's not done. It's not this thing gone by. But let's use that experience and have this partnership with veteran patients because it's just so true that the common man, if I can say that, just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. But the minute I step into a room, there is favor. And it's true with any veteran. What is MidMichigan Health currently doing to reach out to veterans? 
Well, since June of 2018, we have been intentional on creating a veteran-centric culture within especially our home health care. We have tried to honor those employees that are veterans themselves. We are doing folders, admission folders for veterans, so that when a veteran comes on to our palliative care or our hospice care, we have a folder of information that's very specific for that veteran. So for example, what's in the folder? There will be the how-tos of how to apply for a DD-214, what's available for burial benefits, what's available for spouse benefits. There's a five-page document in there by county of all of the rich resources that are available to veterans that are beyond the VA. Because in every county, there are nonprofits that are busy about helping veterans. And so this packet, we hope, will begin to speak value to the veteran that will begin to say that you matter. You mattered so much that we put this packet together for you. So, and in addition to that, as we said earlier, the other thing we're doing are the community pinnings for people that are not a patient within our organization, but are just out in the community and because they matter. And again, our goal is to, to make a pathway so that if they ever do need our services, they would choose MidMichigan. That is spiritual care specialist at MidMichigan Health, Reverend Jody Deal. Reverend Deal wanted me to stress the need for volunteers in the hospice program, especially veteran volunteers. The goal of the We Honor Vet program is that no vet dies alone. To learn more about MidMichigan's hospice services and veteran programs, go to midmichigan.org slash hospice. As always, if you have health concerns, you should contact your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.